Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. All right, here's a text here. This is Niall. I know three teachers. I'm also a teacher myself. Can't come on the air for obvious reasons. And I can tell you now, most of them voted against this or voted for this, should I say, uh, yesterday because they just want the easy life to stay at home like they did the last time. I personally would love to be staying in work and that's why I voted against it. Another person says, no, I don't support the teachers. Most of them are on good money and also doing other jobs. Uh, well, well, I don't know about them all doing but other jobs. Anyway. As well as better keeping the schools open for the kids' mental health, says Joe. Another person says he mentioned reliable testing and he wouldn't take on antigen testing unless it was reliable Uh, why didn't you ask him uh, does he believe in PCR testing clearly that's not reliable well I probably should have said that to him but in saying that I don't think he would have known about it because he made a point that he's not a doctor if it means saving just one life Niall then close the country down says Bob the retired teacher Uh, Bob um, I'm glad you're a retired teacher because if that is your motto in life, saving one life to close down a whole economy which would destroy thousands of lives, um, you clearly aren't thinking very logically. This idea of, if we can save one life, isn't it worth it? No, it's not worth it. It isn't worth it to save one life, unfortunately. That's just the way life goes. Saving one life, killing thousands more with the repercussions of doing that. Are you joking, Bob? Are you having a laugh? Ruth, you're on Classic Hits. Hi Niall, how are you? Hey, for saving one life, close the country down. Uh, Ruth, so you believe they're adequately safeguarded already? Well, they're safeguarded as much as everybody else is. But what they need to actually do is take responsibility. I listen to my kids when they come home from school. And they're talking about teachers moaning and complaining about having to wear face guards or masks in classes. The kids have to wear them all day or yep. they get detention or sent home or whatever. They, then they go off out for their breaks or into their staff room and they're sitting so not social distancing and not wearing masks. Yeah. So I'm sorry, but they need to take responsibility for for their own self, uh, self-care, self same as everybody else does, and get on with their work, same as everybody else is in this country. Well, I mean, there's a risk attached to everything. I mean, I come in here to work, for example, and I'm working with Ashling and I'm working with Sarah, and I've Louise on news, and Andy Bad News, and Sean, my boss, and we've obviously limited the amount of staff that come into the radio station. Only those who essentially have to come in, come in. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I am in close contact, a reasonably close contact with all of those. We don't wear, obviously, masks in the office or anything like that. Um, but I accept that the risk is small. And and even if I did get COVID, thankfully, I'm under the age of 70. I probably have, you know, a 99 point, whatever it is, chance of surviving it or not being too ill at all. So I just accept the risk. But it does seem that a lot of people are saying teachers just are not willing to accept any risk. Well, they're not, they're not uh, accepting a whole lot. To be honest, um, and actually, when when Sarah rang me first, uh, I was in the car with the girls, and they were saying they can't close the schools again because we're like, what are we going to do for our education? And I've one in second year, one in third year. Are you working? Are you working yourself? I have my own business, which I started last year, and um, so I'm trying to juggle, juggle that. Yeah, I, I've had I've had to juggle homeschooling, keeping a business afloat and being a mother and a homemaker and everything else that goes along with it for the last seven months. And uh, I didn't see any extra pay for it, by the way. Yeah. But, um, but like that's beside the point. The kids are suffering now at this stage as well. And to be honest with you, Niall, I'm big into um, positive mental attitude, and I know it sounds really stupid. No, it doesn't sound but, stupid. It's very good. I, I think positivity like, is what we all need at the moment. Yeah, but I mean, the kids are stressed out enough as it is, and they're listening now to teachers moaning and groaning because they haven't got, you know, 
enough face masks or whatever. They're complaining about wearing them in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it does absolutely nothing for them. Okay, well, I, I, I mean, they, they, the teachers are saying, for example, in the wider community, when somebody gets it, your contact traced and all your contacts are contacted, they all have to isolate, blah, 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 onto a test comes along and a test should be done within 24 hours. That doesn't always happen. I've heard of people waiting seven days for a bloody test, right? Yeah. But the teachers want, I suppose, this kind of special case whereby they're tested in the same manner. So if Johnny gets it in the class or Mary, everybody in the class is tested, including the teacher or anybody they've been in contact with in the school will be tested. Um, and that test has to be done within a 24-hour period. But that means that everybody else has to isolate. So that's classes being sent home constantly. Yeah. So yeah. do you think and that should happen? Well, I think, I mean, essentially, schools are workplaces and to a certain degree, yes, they, they, should, be, um, they should be treated the same as everybody else is in work. But now you don't walk into a fire and expect not to get burnt. And if they're going in and not not taking precautions, not using the facilities that they have, blackguarding, you know, being around people and too close to people and everything, then I'm sorry, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for them. Okay, we'll stay there for a second because Dermot, you're in Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dermot? Good afternoon to you. Uh, Dermot, overall, I think the schools have had a tough job and I think they've done a sterling job in general since they came back under the circumstances. But, I mean, they have to accept there's a risk involved in their job, like every other job going to work. I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to blow my heart trumpet on this one, Niall, but I was talking to some people, and when this lock fire came in, uh, and the teachers were told that they have to go to work, that the education has to continue, the schools have to stay open. I said to quite a few people, that this is not going to last. Give this a week or ten days, and there's going to be trouble. And here we go. We're a week into a six-week lockdown, and there's trouble already, and... Am I on the side of the teachers? I totally understand. You know, I'm not naive. I know education and the kids' um, education is very important. But at the end of the day, it is a job like any other. One way or the other, you, you teach a child, you get paid. That's 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 your profession. And why should they be treated differently if they're forcing? Well, they're not being. Well, they they're saying they don't want to be treated differently. Well, they are being treated differently in the sense that they're, they're probably the only profession, other okay, other than the HSC workers and the guards and the firefighters, whatever. They've been forced to go to work. They've been told you have to go to work. Well, nobody, nobody is forcing anybody to go. I mean, if somebody doesn't want yeah. to go to work, if you're a teacher and you don't want to go to work, you don't have to. Yeah, you, you can pack it in if you want to. Like, there's, uh, like for example, I have to come to work. I don't, I, like other presenters in radio, for example, who might do music shows, it's easier to do a music show from at home to do a talk show at home, there's a slight delay. It's a bit more difficult. It's not as organised, and I'd prefer not to do that. So I have no option. So if I don't want to do that, you know, Andy Bad News will go off and get another presenter. That's grand. That's a, but it's my choice. I don't have to go to work. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but the thing about it is, can teachers decide to say enough is enough? I mean, a teacher, at the end of the day, you're saying that he's in a, a teacher in a class of 30 students, okay, and everybody's going on about the students, and... You don't spread this and you don't spread that. Well, no, they, well, they can, but I mean, the, the risk is a lot lower, yes. As I said to Sarah there, all it would take is for one teacher to contract this disease out of in this school environment and either get very seriously ill or die from it. But the, but the evidence has suggested in the UK, we have a bigger sample size than us, obviously, a million uh, students over there in that age group, right? The evidence suggests that when teachers do get it, and they've had 128 staff infected now that when this article came out by Public Health England, and out of those 128 staff, they're out of 30 outbreaks, all but none of the teachers didn't get it from the children. They got it from other teachers. Or, in, a, or in another environment. Or in another environment. And how can they prove that? Well, they, they prove it through contact tracing, I imagine. 
So but they, if a teacher gets it, they'll contact the teacher and say, where have you been in the last 24 hours? And they go, oh, I went to Johnny's restaurant. And then they contact Johnny's restaurant. Johnny's restaurant say, oh, yeah, we've had a load of people with it. And they go, oh, well, that's where you got it. So you didn't actually get it in the school at all. You got it outside the school and came in. So I that's that's how they do it, I imagine. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Quite simply, I don't buy that. It's hard, well, look, it's not, by the way, the, this whole thing is all new to the world in the way we do it this. Is. Yeah. So uh, we're doing it as best we can. So they, they work it out. It's not always going to be 100% accurate. Of course not. No, it's not. And to be honest with you, if I was a teacher, if I had to get up every day and go into a school and face 20 or 30 or 40 kids in a class every day. Or young adults, to, yeah, yeah. Young adults, more so young adults. If you're going started from 13, 14, yeah. 15, 16 years of age, I would not like it in a pandemic. I would not. I'd be, you know, as it is, if I, I would be paranoid in my game if somebody gets into my car and I'm sort of, and they, they cough or whatever, and you're thinking, Jesus Christ, they might have it or what, and whatever. But if you are every single day are facing 20, 30 kids. Well, no, nobody wants to get COVID 19. No, like, nobody wants to get any virus, of right? Of course. Okay, but, no. the, but the point is, Dermot, I don't know how old you are, but you're under 60, aren't you? I'm 58, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the, the chances of you succumbing to it and passing away or popping off the coil from it are so minute that it's not really worth your concern. Now, I'm not saying you don't you be responsible and use common sense and sanitize and wash your hands and wear your well, masks and all. I'm being honest with you, the death, death, I know it sounds a bit naive to say it, but or whatever, but death would, would be the least of my worries. It okay. would be, the, if I was to live, it would be the, the health effects of this virus if they, if they claim that it, you can have very, very serious for the rest of your, your days, you know, could have serious. Okay, well, there's, there's, mi- there's mixed evidence in relation to those long-term effects, and some people do have long-term effects, like they do to many other viruses. We've just given it a name now called long COVID, um, and that seems to be extremely rare, by the way. Yeah, I do okay. agree. But, I, right. but again, I do, I do find it very hard to understand. I appreciate that the education of children is important. Okay, but the edu- okay. But well, well, hang on, hang on. I, want to, I want to come to Paul as well before the break if I possibly can too. Stay there, please, uh, Ruth and uh, Dermot. Uh, Paul, how are you doing? You're on Classic Kids. Paul, do you believe that teachers should have the same conditions as everybody else when it comes to contact tracing? Paul, are you there? Oh, well, sorry. I do apologise, Paul. Hold on. That was my fault. Sorry, Paul. Go ahead. I'm sure they do have already. I don't know what's so special about teachers. I mean... I mean, all the other the doctors and nurses have to go to work. They haven't had a break since last March. And I'm sure they're at higher risk, obviously. Exactly, yeah. The, the Gardaí have to go to work. The Defence Forces have to go to work. The Gardaí have, uh, when there's an anti-mask protest in Grafton Street. I suppose that they will argue, and I'm not taking their side, but they will argue the difference is in a hospital, if a nurse gets it, she goes home. We don't send all the patients home. So it's a different scenario. That, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? We yeah, don't. But, but, but as, you, as you rightly said, and I... There's a very low risk of picking it up in in um, in schools in the school. Uh, well, it's a lot lower than picking it up in the community. It is, yes. exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. But so what what about the um, look at the supermarket workers in Dunn's Tesco supermarkets? They're coming in contact with hundreds of people every single thousands, day. thousands of people every day. Exactly, yeah. But it seems to me that uh, the teachers are just waiting for an excuse to to to. to Take strike action. You know, every year you hear the same thing at the annual conferences, and in particular the ASTI branch of it. You know, and so and so, so they won't be getting any support from you, no. No, let them go. Put them on the pop payment. Well, 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 hang on, because a lot of people are saying that if they go on strike, put them on a PUP payment. But mind you, if they go on strike, they don't get paid. They get strike pay. So, so people, are, if they decide to go home themselves, 
or if, for example, they want to work from home, people are saying they should be on a PUP payment and then see how they feel. But well, but if they go on strike, I, I, they won't yeah, get paid anyway. I predicted this month ago that this was going to happen with the teachers. I predicted it. You predicted it, yeah. Well, I, I think a lot of people did. Yeah, I think a lot of people did. I said it to my daughter that with, with, with the, the least excuse no one to be out. But see, the problem here is this could go on. I, I, I hate to be a doomsdayer here, and I'm certainly not, but these, mm. the, this could go on for two years. Well, are, are we going to have no education for our children for two years? If, this, if, this, if the carry-out of threat, this is going to be a major role goal for them. I can assure you that. All right, listen, I've got, I got to take a quick break. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 087-188-0008. I'm asking you, do you support the teachers' union um, in uh, industrial action, notwithstanding strike action, if they don't get uh, their demands met by the state? And these demands, of course, are they want the teachers to be treated the same as everybody else in the community when it comes to testing. Now, because they're working with children, there has been exceptions made in the way we treat the contact tracing. But Neffet has clarified, and they only clarified it there recently, Dr. Heather Burns, um, they clarified that uh, the data on positive rates in schools suggested they are not drivers of the infection. In primary schools, only 2.7% of close contacts of confirmed cases are testing positive. She said that in the secondary schools, uh, the corresponding rate is 2.1%. In the wider population, it's 10%. So it's only a fifth in other words, it's you're five times more likely if you meet somebody with COVID-19, you know, on the street, so to speak, or in a restaurant or in a bar or whatever it happens to be, you're five times more likely to catch it on them, another adult, than you are in a school setting. And even in the school settings in the UK, they've clarified that most of the teachers, the 128 staff that were infected at the time of this particular uh, publication from Public Health England, they got it off each other, not off the students. And that children themselves weren't passing it. To, only They only found two incidents where children had passed it to each other. Uh, they said that most children, 70 children, they said, who had been infected at this particular point when they published this, had caught it outside of the school. In other words, from their own family. So let me know what you think. The number is 087 I want to hear from somebody who supports the teacher, if you're a school teacher, by the way. We've talked about strikes on the air over the last 20 years, or whatever, 10 years, in relation to taxi drivers and everything else, and people, other people going on strikes. I have never seen uh, so many negative texts in relation to teachers. And I think that's a little bit unfair, uh, you know, because after all, they are doing an important job, just like many people in this country. Um, you may not agree with their gripe, um, but a lot of people saying very negative things. But I want to just go, if I can, to Kathleen. Kathleen, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Kathleen? Hi, how are you? I, I saw your text. Okay, your, your text. I'm going to read out your text here. It says, okay. um, uh, if you don't mind, uh, what yeah, is no that problem. woman, Ruth, talking about? Teachers don't take precautions, question mark, question mark, because Ruth said that. The staff room of my school is a sign-in and out room with only allows 15 people in at a time. It's fully social distanced. And uh, a one-way system, all the teachers of my school take precautions constantly and most have their break in their cars and we hold classes outside whenever possible. My school is so small uh, for the morning break where we are in a classroom of 24 teenagers and a teacher remove our masks for 10 minutes in the same room. I voted no for industrial action, but it makes me frustrated when I hear people claiming uh, to know what it's like to be a teacher in the COVID times. Uh, so you're frustrated, but can you not hear other people's frustrations as well? Uh, well, yes, but uh, when you're comparing a teaching to something like a Tesco worker, I, and I appreciate that they, they could be called, that they are an essential worker and they're on the front line, but they're not sitting in a room with 24 teenagers uh, you know, for extended periods of time, there's like hand sanitizer and perspex glasses and masks. In my opinion, is a little bit more um, it's more preventative than it is in the classroom setting. And especially in a school that I'm in, we're like my school that I'm in is fantastic. The PPE is is there. They we're doing our best, 
but like you're you're still like but this is, isn't this the point we can all only do our best and and exactly. by the way a lot of it's down to personal responsibility too if you've got a teacher who's yes. removing her mask on a regular basis and that's what but she decides nobody, to do nobody is doing that no 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 nobody no I'm just saying that. I'm We're just only removing it at our break and that's that's what that woman uh, Ruth said, said that. That's what got me so annoying. But here's the thing. I was talking to a girl. I was talking to a 16-year-old the day. She was telling me that when the teacher walks out of the class, they all take their masks off. As soon as she goes back in, they all put them back on again, right? So, because, obviously for kids. That's not my experience, and I work in two schools. I work in a private school, and I work in a a desk school, a normal public desk school. And but you wouldn't see that as a teacher, Ruth, because you're never. out of the room. <laughs> okay. But the no, point, no, the point sorry, of me is, no, there's no perfect no, environment, sorry, Ruth. I'm not having a go. Up. The students are taking off the mask. I thought you meant the teachers. Oh, the students. No, the students. Yeah. Well, this, in my school, the, the, uh, the, the classrooms are supervised, and the teacher doesn't leave until the supervision is there. Okay. And there has been incidences where students have taken off their mask, where they're supposed to stay seated at their desk. Uh, or, or yeah, because we all know they're humans and they're, they can be uncomfortable. Either. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, there's no perfect situation. We've no. got people, as you mentioned, working in Tesco's and there's people stacking shelves who have loads of adults around them on a regular basis touching the stuff they're stacking and everything else. So everybody's in a risk situation. Thankfully, yeah. the risk of COVID for those of a working age under the age of 70 is quite low and, and it's important that we keep reiterating that because it is. I don't want people panicking out of their minds. Well, so there's a limit to what we can do if we start doing the same contact trace for children as we do in the wider community uh, with adults when we know children are at a lower risk um, we're going to have nobody Look, in the I, classrooms I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you on any of that what, what annoys me is just the instant sort of reaction that the teachers are moaning the teachers well, are, they are moaning no they're not moaning <laughs> that's the way what people see it they're raising the safety issues the safety concerns that they have as their own as, as themselves and for the students as well like, the concern is there for the students. For the teenagers that I teach, most of them, I teach mostly senior classes. They're all over the age of 16, and they can get the COVID, uh, the COVID virus just as quickly as anybody else. And yeah, the concern absolutely. is there for the students. Okay. All right. I, 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 sorry, Dermot, I can hear you. You're agreeing with what she's saying. She's making my very point. Okay. Okay, do me a favour, Kathleen, because I'm a bit stuck for time. Stay with me, Kathleen, for a second. I just want to go to Colm as well very quickly before I finish this up. Colm, your partner's in SNA. Hiya, Niall, how are you? This has to be a wind-up. What has to be a wind-up? This this whole thing. They're after being sitting at home for months with full pay, lovely little pension. If you leave your house tomorrow, wherever you go, you're at risk. It's as simple as that. Sorry, I I have to pop in there. I have been teaching since 2010. The current job that I have now is the first permanent job that I have had. I have been on social welfare for every holiday up until this last year. It's the first time that I've okay. been paid so, over the so summer. When, you, so when, when the schools were closed in March, paid. were you being paid? Full yes, pay. I was, yeah. and I full was pay. working. I full was working online. Okay, okay, okay. Well, hang on, well, hang on, no, no, hang on. Don't if you can do well, well, hang on, everybody, please, everybody. Call them, talk in general, and don't make it personal. There's no need for that. All right, okay. So let's not make it personal. You know, Kathleen has clearly stated to you that she was obviously doing a bit of blended learning online, so she was working for the money. Okay, so call them. Okay, but I don't have much time. Call them. Your partner's in SNA. You're annoyed the teachers are going to strike. Why? Or because they're planning to go and strike? SNA is my wife's in SNA. She goes in and she works with these lovely children. She jumps out of bed every morning, dying to go to work. She gets paid absolutely pennies, Noel. It's ridiculous. Well, I know they get paid less than teachers, yes. They get paid less than quarter what teachers get. She has these lovely kids sneezing in her face every day. You're trying to explain to them you can't do that, trying to keep their hands clean. The and, many them, and many of them would have special needs and they wouldn't exactly. have a great understanding. Exactly. I get that. I get that. Every day, every day she's at risk. 
when she the school was closed every day, she was dying to get back to the school to look after the kids. As were all because the children, the children if, this, this, these children were abandoned. They were just if teachers, out. if teachers have like any other human being in, in this pandemic have issues regarding the safety of themselves, and if if they can bring it home to their families. They should be listened to. It's not, the, no, I, with all due no, respect, no, it's not no, about no. money. Anybody, this is not monetary. This is not monetary. Well, well, in fairness, yes, they, they did vote in relation to pay, so there is an element of monetary in there as well, but that's right. a whole other issue. Anybody that goes out to work now has an element of bringing the home to their family. It's as simple as that. If you leave your house, you are at risk. It's as simple as that. I mean, okay, Kathleen, just finally, in relation to what's been said, and, and Colin makes a good point, we're all at risk. In fairness, if we look at the stats from around the world in relation to children and passing on infections, etc., etc., there is absolutely no scientific doubt whatsoever that ch- teachers are at less risk in relation to the people they're meeting. In other words, children or young adults have less of a chance of passing it on. Is oh, that okay. not something that we should understand or, or accept? I, I'm not dis- disagreeing with anything about that. My problem is is that teachers are constantly, uh, they're not listened to, and on, on, it always jumps to, they get paid over the summer, which, by the way, a vast I would never say they're jump. not listened to, Kathleen. It's, they're, secondly, the unions are constantly on the air. secondly, you're talking about children. The kids that I teach, I call them kids, but most of them are over 16 up mm. to the age of 20. Yeah, well, I was, I was referring in statistics, I'm referring to zero to 19 years of age. So well, they're covered, that, they're all covered in that. Not secondary school. Yeah, no, it is secondary school. And the figures I quoted earlier on is secondary school because it's zero to 19 years of age. And Neffet have clearly talked about secondary schools of having a 2.1 positivity rate versus 10% uh, of close contact in the wider community. So it is a much lower risk. It's actually one in five, or I should say it's five times lower. Uh, okay, but listen, Kathleen, thank you very much indeed. And Colm and uh, Dermot and everybody got involved in that conversation. I can tell you straight off the bat, looking through all my texts here, the general consensus is there isn't an awful lot of support out there uh, for the school teachers because, of course, people want their kids to go to school. I understand what the school teachers are saying, but people want their kids to go to school.